listening to the Galenta Girls. Radio check one two one two. Turn down. Won't turn down. Won't go home. Yeah. For, For what? what? Strong and sexy women. Legit dudes. Caliente girls. Dash. Los, Los Angeles. Trainwreck. I don't wanna be too much, but I don't wanna miss your touch. You don't seem to give up. I don't wanna keep you waiting. But I do just what I have to do And I might not be the one for you But you ain't about to have no boo Cause I know we be so complicated But we be so spent it's crazy I can't have what I want but neither can you You ain't my boyfriend, boyfriend I ain't your girlfriend, girlfriend But you don't want to say nobody else And I don't want you to say nobody Declare my love. 
Canadian beauty is in the house. Lights, camera, action. Welcome, welcome everybody to Kali and the Girls Dash Radio, Leila Jangal in the house. I'm really excited because today we have so many good interviews and today we have internationals, singers and all over the world here. Today we have Babush next to me from India. How are you today? I'm good, how are you? So excited to have you here. And I, I like your t-shirt, it's nice. Yeah, it's a beach car, I think. So tell me a little bit more about what's coming, what's the next concert? Uh, we are performing on Riverside, then go back to uh, Redwood City. Nice. How, how do you feel about it? How do you feel with your audience? Nice weather here. You love Pretty it? Pretty good, yeah. We were working uh, yesterday also. We were shooting a song. One song we uh, shot uh, uh, last night. So, pretty much. Do you write your own songs? Yeah, I write my songs, I compose my songs, I perform in my songs. We do movies in India. Oh, I love it. How excited. The Bollywood movies? Uh, you can say Bollywood. Basically, we do in our regional language, Punjabi. Okay, I see. I love it. So tell me, what was the biggest challenge in your career? I don't think there's a challenge. We accept it as uh, that God gave us. We are performing that. So, what is the impact that you want to give to your audience and with your music? I want to touch that subjects which nobody touched, like social, about farmers, about uh, laborers, about the rights of people. So, my wish that in future I'll try more and more subjects. And how do you feel with your audience here in Los Angeles? It's a big community of uh, Indian uh, people here. Yeah, yeah. Indian people. It's a Punjabis, are, Punjabis and Gujaratis. Uh, even in LA, you're going to watch uh, dhabas and uh, shops, Punjabi grocery stores. Everywhere. And you're going to get everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. It, I always see, like, when you go to Persian places or... You always listen Indian music because sometimes all the music gets together. Yeah, I do. Uh, we made a song. It was like Hollywood mein rehti hai, hawa mein makana. Uh, the tone of the music was Persian and uh, Middle Eastern, little bit Spanish. I used to do that. Little bit uh, like sometimes oh, Spanish, Spanish tones. Uh, yeah, like Spanish. Yeah, Spanish. Uh, Spanish tones. Uh, sometimes uh, Arabic tones. We used to do experiments. I love it. I yeah. love it. So. Mention me, tell me, what was the most exciting times in your career? In the career or before the career, before I started? The proud moment was like when I bought harmonium, like keyboard, and I started composing my songs. That was the proud moment and memorable moment. The day I started singing. I love it. So, and how about in all this past year? Well, tell me one of your experiences that you have. I think you should always feel that I'm a struggler. Don't feel like that I have achieved so many things. No. Just start morning and, and just feel like that. Just watch the mirror and say, I'm a struggler. I have to work more. Yeah. That's a good one. And tell me, uh, which one was your best music video? That I can't say. I think still I, I, I'm waiting for that. I will wait someday. <laughs> yeah. 
really? Yeah, I'm not like. A, But I see a lot of ones. I mean, you're. One shouldn't be satisfied. If you are satisfied, then you have blocked your way. <laughs> Just think that I will do a bit more better. I love it. Tell me a message that you would like to give to the audience that listen to you right now. Uh, my audience knows that I'm very simple man, uh, and I and I always wanted to be grounded. That's it. I wanna be people's guy. I love it. Do you meditate? Pardon? Do you do meditation? Yeah. Yeah. Most of the time I do meditation. I love it. I used to put piano music uh, or uh, sometimes uh, uh, harp music. Uh, you ever watch on YouTube? Yeah. It's good. Good. Whenever I feel like I'm not uh, like I'm uh, like like I'm a bit exhausted, I used to do that meditation. I love it. Bueno, thank you so much for this interview. Is anything you want to tell us? Any promotion? Uh, anything you want to tell into the audience? Nature is helping me to promote everything. I I like that. A man of God. We will spread love. That's it. Let's spread love to the people. Spread love to the people. I yeah. love that. That's 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 it. That's the only thing we need in life. Yeah. We need love beyond and happiness. Beyond boundaries, beyond languages, let's make a one world, one village. Yeah. There should be no boundary. Anybody can fly anywhere. Yeah. That word we need. Yeah, that's it. You say the right words. I like love it. Like Europe, like Europe, you're gonna go uh, for one visa and you can roam around anywhere. So anybody can go anywhere. I love that word we need. I love it. Thank you so much. Can you You're tell welcome. us your web, your Instagram, your website? Babuman Insta. I'm away. I'm not that guy. I'm away <laughs> from social media. But my team used to do a lot of work on Instagram. They, and they, they do your they do yeah, They do my job. <laughs> do you think I can be in your music video on the next one? Yeah, I think you're working there. <laughs> <laughs> I think so. Yeah. Bueno, thank you so much. I'm so happy to have you here yeah, and come back anytime. And sure, that's radio. Sure. We're going to check Definitely. it out, his music right now and our show. So thank you so much. You're welcome. And bueno, guys, we continue here in Caliente Girls Dash Radio, Leila Live, Leila Jangalini in the house. Thank you, guys. Okay, Leila. The number one artist debut show in America. Caliente Girls Dash Radio.
your original radio edited song to business at calientegirls.com if it slays we'll play you're listening I am the Caliente Girls hey everybody on Dash Radio Discover Channel in Los Angeles vibe here uh you are two ethnicities right can you please before i before i introduce <laughs> you because i think that's like so amazing a little mix uh yeah i'm mexican and lebanese like salma hayek i love it <laughs> i can see the exotic ojos <laughs> eddie ganum is here in studio thank you so much for joining us and i know you thank have you amazing me. projects coming out and you are here to promote that yeah yeah i'm excited um you know it's just really good times when finally the work 
that you do is released. Um, and so I have a few things that are finally coming out. And um, do you want me to just go ahead and tell yeah, you? Yeah, just go ahead. <laughs> just just dive into it. <laughs> it's the girl talk. Let's do this. Sounds good. Um, well, I recently worked in a film for the very first time. I got to do a very badass action Um, just kick-ass role, and uh, the movie is called Free, Dead, or Alive. Mm -hmm. This one had a festival run. We did amazing. We won a bunch of awards. The movie, um, I got Best Actress. We had Best Actor, Best Supporting Actress, Best uh, Film, and uh, right now it's done with the festival circuit, and now we're, you know, it's going to be released hopefully very soon, so we'll have those details coming up. <laughs> wow, that's exciting. I believe it was in the Women's uh, Film Festival, Yeah, right? California Women's yeah. Film Festival. Yeah, I got invited, um, but I was out of town. So yeah, it was I'm wonderful. I'm so happy that you, you, you're here in studio, and you get to, you're on my Women Empowerment segments, and this is amazing because I love the roles that you play. I do remember uh, you playing uh, the character in Devious Mates as well. So yeah. talk about a little bit, just a little bit to refresh people's memory. So I played Valentina in Divious Maids. Uh, this was the youngest one of the maids. Um, Judy Reyes played Soila. That was my mother. Mm -hmm. And of course we had Dania Ramirez, Rosalind Sanchez, and Ana Ortiz. And Susan Lucci was my boss. So it was just an amazing cast. And for me, this was the very beginning of my career, mm -hmm. you know. Before that, I had just done little things here and there. I had just moved to L.A. to pursue my acting career. So this was... To me, my life-changing uh, turning point, and also, you know, learning experience that I, you know, it's invaluable. I, I can't even. I'm so grateful to Mark Cherry, the creator, Eva Longoria, producer, mm -hmm. as well. Um, and it's just interesting to see the evolution of my characters because it, while my character Valentina in Devious Maids was a very strong-willed young woman, you know, you could see sometimes where she would make the wrong choices and her mother had to guide her. And uh, I feel like as I've grown as an actress, as I've grown as a female, as I've had my two children and have this whole, you know, life-changing perspective of the world. And mm -hmm. um, my characters have also shifted, have grown, have become... Um, you know, still, luckily, I get to play these strong female characters, but also just, um, I feel like it's just become stronger and stronger as I go. You know, the character I play mm -hmm. in Free Dead or Alive, Eva, uh, is just a conviction mm -hmm. that I hope inspires a lot of women, young women, future generations, you know, to just know that no matter what it is that you dream, that you pursue, that if you want to improve your life, if yeah. you come from nothing, um, you should hold on to that as strong as, you know, it's, 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 it's in your, it's your life to, mm -hmm. to change, to improve, to better, mm -hmm. um, to not settle, to not give up. Right. And I feel that that is really important for the youth to, for us as leaders, I feel mm -hmm. in the industry to showcase that a lot. And that's why I love, I love being on the radio and I love showcasing these, these type of interviews because there is more substance, you know, entertainment yes. is amazing, right? Entertainment mm -hmm. is course. amazing. But the substance And we all enjoy it. it. Right? But and if you, there is something extra that mm -hmm. can give you something, you know, it's, and that's why I fell in love with the movies when I was younger. That's why I wanted to be an actress. Wanted to be an actress. And then, of course, in Dead and Alive, Dead or Alive, sorry, uh, Patricia Velasquez, like, wow, yes. that's your mom. Uh -huh. That is so cool. Yeah, Patricia Velasquez. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I feel like I'm so lucky and blessed. Sometimes I don't know 
before I sign onto a project, you know, who else is going to be playing what characters, what roles. And I've been so lucky with so many of the projects I've done. Um, I did a movie called Anna Maria in Novella Land. I didn't know that Luis Guzman was going to be in it. I didn't know that Elizabeth Pena was going to be my mother, Mm -hmm. you know, until later um, I did a movie... um, called Created Equal, I didn't know that Lou Diamond Phillips was going to be in it. I didn't know that Aaron Tveit was going to be. And so I've, I've had the opportunity to work with amazing people. Bill Duke was directing cre- uh, cre- uh, Created Equal and just learn from these amazing people mm-hmm. who have had such, you know, long careers. Um, and then Patricia Velasquez, who mm-hmm. I, <laughs> I was just like, what? It's okay. Yes, this That's is amazing. amazing. And every everywhere we went, you know, it was just like everyone recognizes her. Everyone just no, she's she's uh, amazing. amazing. She's a yes. goddess, uh, in my opinion. Um, okay, let's talk about Seventh and Union. I know it's yes. coming up as well. It's another project that you are. This one be- is. Uh, out everybody can watch it now it's on prime and also latin america so it's available on amazon prime for everyone to watch seventh and union um i play the wife of uh, omar chaparro he's the you know the lead character of this amazing drama um i think it's a very family friendly film that is you know a feel-good story uh about you know the struggle that it is sometimes to provide for your children with what you have and trying to just, you know, make the best of it. And again, I get, I feel so lucky. You know, I, I am so grateful that I got to work with Omar. Um, he's such a wonderful human being. I can't tell you on how many levels, not just as an actor, but, you know, he's just so funny, so enchanting to work with. And then also, um, you know, I got to play this character that, I feel like I always learn from my characters and it's like, we know this, but my character is so deeply, her beliefs are so deep when it comes to, it doesn't matter, you know, how much money we have and how well we make it or, you know, if we stop struggling or not. And for her, what matters is the fact that she loves her husband and she loves her son. And all she wants in this world is to make sure that these people are safe and that we're together. You know, and I just yeah. find that is so hard. It's just so moving. Mm-hmm. No, that's amazing. I'm, I'm definitely, it's on my recommended list. Mm-hmm. So I will be watching that either tonight or this weekend. Yay. <laughs> so thank I you hope so you love much, it. <laughs> Thank you. I love that you were at your studio and, and I got to know the other side of, of the actress, but also the human thank being. Thank you. And, you know, how amazing you are and your beliefs and your thoughts and everything. So I wish you all the best of luck. And uh, I just, I'm looking forward to the next project that so you, you're welcome to stop by anytime. Of course and please, I please um, say your socials so that the listeners can follow you. Oh yes. All my social medias are basically the same. It's my first and last name together. So, um, Eddie Ganim, um, for Instagram, for, I don't, you know, Twitter, I haven't been doing it as much and Facebook, but mostly Instagram. I'm going to start trying, I'm going to try to do TikTok. I haven't done it yet, so <laughs> oh I'm, not, God, I'm not making any promises, but, uh, I, hopefully I can find the same handle for all of them. Should be Eddie Ganim and I'll spell it because it is a weird name. So it's Eddie Ganim. That's E-D-Y. G-A-N-E-M. Wow, thank you so much, Eddie. Well, there you go. Seventh and Union and Free Dead or Alive. There you go. You were in the know with Brenda. Give me, give me the stickers. By the dopest cast on the airwaves. Yeah. Caliente Girls on Dash. On Dash. On Dash. On Dash. On Dash. On Dash. Con esa mirada yo sé lo que tú quieres. A mí no me digas mentiras. Yo sé que te gustó que me prefieres. Pero ponte en la fila. El control, tengo, tengo el control, tengo el control, no, 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 no me hables de amor.
sé como las otras Muchos tratan, muchos se equivocan Sobre la dura, la más dura Y cuando llego se formó la calentura Tengo el control Tengo, tengo el control Tengo el control No, 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 no me hables de amor Tengo el control Tengo, tengo el control Se va a quedar lo que equipase Quiero que seas tú No quiero disfraces tú, solamente tú Haces que me vuelva loca con exactitud Vamos a hacer cositas, baby, pero a poca luz Quítame la ropa que esta noche yo me vuelvo loca Esa mirada, yo sé lo que tú quieres A mí no me digas mentiras Yo sé que te gustó, que me prefieres Pero pónteme en la fila Tengo el control tengo, tengo el control Tengo el control No, 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 no me hables de amor Tengo el control Tengo, tengo el control Tengo el control No, 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 no me hables de amor Baby, baby, Bianca World's on music In the yard. Let's go. Let's caliente girls. Let's go. Is 
mighty public enemy. What up, y'all? This is Jay Cole. What's up, it's Herb. Yo, this is 24K Golden. What it do? It's your boy, the baby. What up? It's your boy, Lil Dirk. Yeah. Playing only the best music in the world. This is Dash Radio. Dash Radio. Welcome, welcome everybody here to Caliente Gertas Radio, Leila Giancalini in the house with amazing people. Today I have a, a beautiful writer next to me, Ilan Casa. How are you today? Hi, I'm doing well. How are you doing today? Good. So tell me more about you. Tell me about what is all your writings, a little bit what are you doing in these days? Okay. So I am a lawyer and about five years ago I started on a book um, called... Uh, Secrets and Principles of Effective Co-Parenting, Mom, Dad, What About Me? And the reason why I want to write this book is because when my husband and I, ex-husband and I, went through divorce. I like it, my ex-husband and I. <laughs> but when we went through divorce, we were, you know, we were intentional about not allowing whatever our feelings were to affect our children. We had three children. I like that. That's very important. So we were able to do it right. You know, we were able to, if he wanted to take the kids on vacation longer, keep them longer, I keep them longer, we worked it out. However, what happens these days, many times, is the child becomes the brunt of a divorce or separation or any severage of relationship. And as a result of that, they engage in dysfunctional behaviors, you know, and then they become adults. Right? And so I wanted to kind of help parents and give them some tips and some, oh, I like that. some resources. Yeah. This is what you do. What you should do. Right. Like this is that. what you should do, and this is what works. Okay. So that's so I worked on it like five years ago intermittently because I, I do work. And I just finished it about a few months ago. And yeah, and, and many people have purchased it and they say they found it very enlightening. And they give also me some told tips. me give me some tips okay. I want I know. Okay, some tips. <laughs> okay, so no quarreling. So the children are already going through the fact that they're no longer in a family with mom and dad together, right? Whether they're married or whether they're even just living together. So that in itself is something they have to deal with. If you couple that with the bickering of the parents, the kids end up feeling like they're in the middle. Sometimes they feel like they have to choose sides. And sometimes parents talk about the other and it's just really, really bad for the kids. So the kid then becomes sad. They don't know who to choose. Well, yeah, because the poor kids, it's, it's such an emotional moment for them. Absolutely. But when you do it right, right, when you actually, so what I used to do, so sometimes if my kid was like, I want to see my dad, and it was my week, then I was like, okay, well, let's call your dad. So they would call their dad and talk to their dad, and they would be fine. And and did it make me feel some type of way? Sometimes in the beginning, but, it, but the bottom line was it wasn't about me. I had to put my needs aside, right, for my children. And he may have felt that way, too, when they wanted to speak to me, but we were sure. able to get through that. And that's the important thing. You have to compromise your needs for the needs of the child. But it's good. Not only you take it for your personal advice, you give it to others, because most lawyers only care most, most like about, only care about money, right? But it's important that you really care about the kids, you know, and not just about... Money-wise. Yes. You know what I mean? It's very important. You're absolutely right. So what I did was when I wrote my book, so when I went to college, I majored in psychology, but I'm not writing the book from a compassionate psychological perspective, like, oh, this is what you should do. No. And I'm not writing it from the perspective of being like a divorce lawyer because I'm not a divorce lawyer, but 
in being a lawyer, I'm holding people accountable. So I'm writing it from a place what of being... What type of lawyer you are? Um, I did entertainment for like 10 years. Now I'm in healthcare. Right? Oh, wow. Yeah. Very so nice. I wrote it you from know a, a little bit of everything. Yes, I'm all over the place, right? So I wrote it from the perspective of being compassionate but holding people accountable. I even talked about the fact that even if someone hasn't paid their child support, don't withhold that child. Go to court and settle it. Right? I mean, there's don't so many different involve things. The kids don't in the involve cases. the kids. Don't involve the kids because those kids have sleepless nights. And also check in on the kid. Check in on the kid. How are you feeling? And and another thing I um, focus on is not telling the kid why the relationship severed. That's not right. their business. They're going to say, what happened? So what I did, I said, well, you know, well, adults have... You know, we're not perfect, and you know we had some problems we couldn't resolve, so we're no longer together. Look how wonderful that sounds, and it's true. It's Instead true. Of, you don't need to say there's irreconcilable differences or whatever. They don't even know what that means, but you keep it there because it's really not their business, and they don't need to understand it. They don't need to blame one or blame the other, and this is how you just keep it simple. How do you do for your clients or the new clients trust you? Huh? How do you do? for your new clients coming, trust you. Because you know, trust lawyers sometimes is like, you have to, how do you build that relationship, that trust to your new clients? Right, okay, so so, so one thing is, I'm not a divorce lawyer, but no, I have friends. No, but friend. just, oh, just your career. Okay, so this is what you do. Oh, at the lawyer perspective. You have to just be genuine, and they have to, what, what people do, they'll test you a little bit, and when they see that you're consistently consistent, then they trust you. Right? Then they believe what you say. And then you just continue to be consistent, and then they just wholeheartedly give you whatever you need yeah. to make the proper decision. I love it. So any advice, any message you want to give it to people that listen to you right now? Yes. Yeah, so one thing I want to say is um, I understand that the parents don't intentionally involve the kids. There, mm -hmm. A lot of times it's either one parent or both. Most times it's just one, right? Yeah. But sometimes it's both. And... They're so involved in their feelings and so involved in whatever conflicts are, that they're having that Mary's over there playing with her toys and John is playing with his little truck, but they're hearing everything. So True. they see everything and they also feel everything. So what I would say is be intentional. Understand that you need some counseling, go get you some help and get some healing for you. But right now it's really about the children and focus on them and you go in your room and you cry and you call your friend and you talk about whatever your issues are but don't talk about it with the children because they hold on to that oh my gosh and they never forget they you, never forget you, yeah you build a huge damage for the rest of her life so it's exactly true. and kids are very resilient which is why they can get past mom and dad not together but when they see that you're the one who talked about the parent yeah. and was calling all the time and made them this dysfunctional person when they become adults they don't forget that yeah. right it sticks with them True. so the bottom line is whether you're married because from what people are telling me it also helped married married families which I didn't write it for that <laughs> or divorce or separated or just living together and you have children and that relationship ends because a lot of times relationships end Understand that we want to keep the child first. Keep that child in mind first. Focus on their needs. Put yourself aside. You need to get healing and move on. Yeah. Because right? most times the other person has moved on. You can't stay there. Um, so get your healing and move on. But in the meantime, your focus should be 
your child. This means you work out everything with the parent, if you can. You know, so when a child goes to their, their time of visitation, give them everything they need. But if the child says, I want to speak with my mother or speak to my father, call them for them. And if, you, and if the mom and dad don't really get along, then buy a, buy a phone, you know, a prepaid phone for that child so the child can call and you're not involved. Yeah. That's what you really have. So, to yeah, do. so the message is don't put your kids involved in your drama. Don't. Don't put the kids so in the middle. My mind not being a lawyer. <laughs> Don't put the kids in your drama. Don't put them in the middle. They're in the middle. Yeah. And they absolutely I love the way that. you think. I love yes. it. Well, thank you so much. How people can contact you? Um, you can contact me at um, a castleofknowledge.com. Um, if you, the 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 book has a very long title, but you can just go look for mom, dad, what about me? Right? We need to get that book. <laughs> Mom, Dad, What About Me? It's on Amazon. It's in all formats. And it's in, you know, Barnes and Nobles everywhere. So it really Congratulations will help you. Thank you book. so much. Thank you It's so amazing. Much. You know, we need more people like you to give a good advice because people doesn't understand how important the kids are. Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better. Thank you. You read my mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, thank you so much for coming here. We're going to continue pushing your book. And I'm really excited you're here. Yeah. And bueno, guys, we continue here in Caliente Garza Radio, Leila Giancalini. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Dash Radio. Dash Radio. Dash Radio. That's part of life. Do I have the right to take yours? Because I created you irresponsibly. Subconsciously knowing the act, I was a part of the start of something. I'm not ready to bring it to the world. Had myself believing I was sterile. I look at your mother's stomach and wonder if you are a boy or a girl. Turning this woman's wound into a tomb. But she and I agree. A seed we don't need. You would have been much more than a mouth to feed with someone. I would have fed this information I read to someone. My life for you, I would have had to leave. Instead, I led you to death. Sorry for taking your first breath, first step, and first cry. But I wasn't prepared mentally nor financially. Having a child shouldn't have to bring out the man in me. Plus, I wanted you to be raised within a family. I don't want to go through the drama of having a baby's mama. We can visit and buying J's ain't gonna make me a father. For a while, bearing a child is something I never wanted to do. For me to live forever, I can only do that through you. Nerve, I got to talk about them niggas with a gun. Must have really thought I was God to take the life of my son. I could have sacrificed going out to think. My homies who did it, I used to joke about From now on, I'ma use self-control instead of birth control Cause $315 ain't worth your soul $315 ain't worth your soul $315 ain't worth it Safe to say it's lust busting. More than 
a sweat in somebody you trust? Or is it that we don't trust each other enough and believe having a child will make us have to stay together? Don't want you in my life cause you have made it better. Thinking we all in love cause we can spend a day together? We talking spending the rest of our lives. It's too many black women that can say they mothers but can't say that they wives. I wouldn't choose any other to mother my understanding. But I want our parenthood to come from planning. It's so much in my life that's undone. We gotta see eye to eye about family before we can become one. If you had decided to have it, the situation I wouldn't run from. But I'm walking, finding myself and my God so I can discipline my son with my rod. And I have a judge telling me how and when to raise my seed. Though his death was out, I grieve with no one else to blame. I had a book of African names. In case I mind change, just say your period hasn't came. And lately I've been sleepy, so quit smoking the weed and the beaties. And let's hide this boy. iHeartRadio app, Apple, Spotify, TuneIn, and more. It kills me to see you hurt. Be real with me like Kurt. You said we were okay, but I knew you were trying to make me feel better. Then I'm pulling out the proof Not gonna say it again It's not me, it's you Just like glass you see through Don't come with your lies Cause I'm saying it by Don't want an excuse Let me done to me, your case is overruled, you don't have to hide, oh now you choose to be shy, in and out, I know what you're all about, stop wasting my time, it's not me, it's you, just like you see through Don't come with your lies Cause I'm saying it by Don't want an excuse ah, I thought I knew 
minutes we lose someone to suicide. If only is a phrase we hear way too often in mental health. If only we knew what was going on. If only they knew they weren't alone. If only we had recognized the signs. If only we had access to treatment. If only. Unfortunately, the conversation tends to be way too short and after tragedy has already struck. Studies around the country prove over and over again that we are able to prevent or lessen the effects of mental illness and allow individuals to live fulfilling, productive lives in our communities. From the influence of genetics and prenatal health all the way into early adulthood, we are learning more about the critical points in brain development and life experiences that increase the risk or provide protection against the development of mental health disorders. Studies also show that Half of those who will develop mental health disorders show symptoms by age 14. We know that the time between prenatal development and early adulthood is crucial for the brain. Despite this knowledge, we continue to fail our children by ignoring problems until they reach crisis levels. Instead of investing in prevention and early intervention programs and providing access to appropriate services, we have high rates of depression, school dropouts, suicide, homelessness, and increase of youth in the juvenile justice system. The overwhelming number of those struggling is a reminder of how often we wait too long to take action. If you need support, please visit www.hopegatekeepers.com. Caliente girls. Non-stop. In the mix. In the mix. Know some young like to sweat. Know some young like to swing, big bang, take a little bang. Every day spilling up drinks. She want the whole crew, shorty break. When the money talks, what is there to say? Blow away, watch it blow away. When I die, can't take it to the grave. Coasting, gripping grain Don't say my name in vain I'm so glad that you came All these bad, bad getting slain Broke your, get a clue All these new, know how we do Know some young, like to sway Know some young, like to sway When the money talks, what is there to say? 
blow away, watch it blow away. When I die, can't take it to the grave. in a car porch since everybody asking where your car's going mozzarella now it's only tall cheddar most dope boys been a paul bearer package the product then you pick it up back in bahamas talking them dollars how i touch it come off as a profit you leave your pistol on then you're on your own cause little one when it's on they gonna do your own see you nodding off on that fentanyl If you're not a boss, boy, don't get involved. Life full of VVS, diamonds, and bad choices. Young, you're dreaming about Ted Nines and Porsche. It's cold, I keep my hoodie on. Block four, five, ready to get my boogie on. Good panties showing. Say I talk in my sleep. I start part driving, put it in reverse with my heat. Pistol talking back, I think I heard it cursing at me. They say you better not fuck a bitch or write a verse without me. Oh God. The streets left me scarred. Bleeding but it's concrete, Sean. Soda coming, I'll catch up with me. I keep going, keep going. Better come and get your cause she gone. She don't go. This that straight drop, straight drop. All these other niggas retrowing. Call my nine Jada, she kissing. Good deep block. Know some niggas out on the west. They repping tree talk. Still talking like this, I pray they stop. I don't wanna hear your opinion on about what's hip hop. Dirty hanging off of my bridges, yeah, that's hip hop. I'm good. You messed around, but I forgave you. Why do they still want me to hate you? Cause if I'm choosing to forget it, why can't they just mind their business? Cause I'm stuck, stuck like glue. 
For Zena. Your certified life coach on Caliente Girls Dash Radio. Hi, this is Zena, your certified life coach. I recently met someone who repeatedly reminds me of the steps it takes in getting to where one wants to go in life. So it made me examine steps. And it is true, everything we set out to accomplish requires steps. Whether it is a friendship, 
relationship, marriage, obtaining education, a new career, losing weight, or a new hobby. No matter what, we have steps to start and continue on the path we are trying to reach. Here are some essentials to steps. S. Steps are a series of structures made by a combination of movement in a repeated pattern. T. Trying, trial, triumph are stages in the steps. E. Effort of physical and mental energies being exerted during the steps. P. Pursue with patience as well as persistence. S. Steps are stages in a process. If you enjoyed my word today, visit my website at whynotthursdaylifecoaching.com and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You may listen to my word daily on Dash Radio at Caliente Girls. And until next time, as Dr. King once said, take the first step in faith, even when you don't see the whole staircase. In this, in this corner. Yeah, in this corner. The competitor. The other corner. Caliente Girls. I'm like, damn. No competition. Dash.
on some ways to the vibe Sometimes it take a second to get what I'm dropping You bet the house on them, bet you get a mansion back, ayy South side of Jersey, that's where Camden at, ayy If y'all try and grade with my grandma rat, ayy You ain't even here, you just answered that, ayy All A's, that's an honor roll, really Y'all already know how crazy Donald go, really Knocking down mulatto chicks, it's like they dominoes, really Want me to give her an eight again, I'm like Obama, though, really uh. Sicking in the position I'm sitting in Been to go where I'm at, I just belonged in a different bin So this is funeral black, cause if I kill everybody, then there is no competition in. But I ain't been competing, nigga, I've been reading. Shh, I've been meditating, nigga, I've been breathing. I ain't been at the club, club, nigga, I've been sleeping. Shit, I've been saying prayer, prayer, nigga, I've been reaching. I never been too religious. I went to Catholic school for 10 years and just didn't get it. I had questions, they act like the answers never existed. I do believe there is a God, but the rest is suspicious. Damn, I hope I'm wrong. Wherever these blessings coming from, they've been going strong. Long way from being in the hood, barely holding on. Now I'm doing shows, people I don't know know my songs. Proud to have a real fan base, they never folding on. I really wish Go old Diesel was here to see this. At least I know now he don't gotta go against his demons. I like to think he with his dad wherever he is. I know he telling me that I should snap wherever he is. One foot on they neck, one on they back, don't never beat them. A-G-E-N-C-Y-C them. More than just rap, my bro, you still here, oh. More than... This is not music, my nigga, this is a piece of life This for all my people in the trenches, but they see the light Set yourself a goal and just know that you can reach it right It's okay to change your goal if you don't want to eat the price I know some rich niggas that have to need a lot of dirt I ain't got their money, but I know I can sleep at night If heaven really real, I know I better be seated right Put my section next to ODs, so rest in peace for life
never be the Caliente Girls. Yeah. Hello, everybody. You are in the know with Brenda. Today, my inspirational guest is Ruzba, the owner of Persian Golf Restaurant. And did you know that he gives back to first responders on a daily basis? He's the only restaurant owner that honors military, police, and first responders. How are you, Ruzba? Good. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me to your program. Well, sorry about that. Thank you for joining us. Uh, I really appreciate that you are here. Thank you for inviting us to the opening of your of your restaurant. And uh, most importantly, uh, you're here because of your story is very inspiring. And I know you came from another country to pursue your dreams. So please uh, share a little bit about your background. Sure. Um, I came here late 2000 uh, from Iran as a political asylum. I was leader of the uprising in 1999. I escaped the country technically. I came here. When I got here, I did not have any money. I didn't have any place to stay. I rent an office on Westwood with the $300 I borrowed from my friend and the penny jar I got from my dad at that time. That was the only thing I had. And I start my life on Westwood 22 years ago. Since then, I work, serve uh, the community, and also live on Westwood as well. Uh, during these years, I try to, uh, starting with a very basic job at a different restaurant, I started the Shamshiri, and also working at the flower, flower shop, uh, Papillion Flower, both of them on Westwood. Little by little, I grow my um, introduction to the community. The people knows me. The community really like us and like my families. Mm -hmm. We love them as well. They are supporting me. I opened my first restaurant in 2009, uh, Delphi Greek. I take over to save the Delphi Greek for the community to mm -hmm. not close. And now Delphi is one of the only uh, authentic Greek restaurant we have in LA. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then during the pandemic, I bought the Marian Robs. Oldest uh, diner left in the west side. So that's uh, the, the Marian Rob started in the 50s. Yeah. I saved the Marian Rob during the pandemic, just middle of the pandemic. Yeah. And how did you survive the pandemic in, a, in the restaurant uh, industry? I mean, that was... That was very tough, actually. At that time, um, I served at the board of the California Restaurant Association. That was very tough for restaurateurs. But first thing, I tried to keep all of the staff on the payroll. I didn't lay off anyone. We said we're going to find a way to survive. And we got the contract with the FEMA. We served 94,500 individual meal and delivered to the seniors in our local community. This is, I think, that's a very unique uh, opportunity for us. Mm -hmm. We gave back to the community mm -hmm. during the time, even during the curfew, during the time, every worker laws, we as a uh, kind of the first responder serving the food for the senior in our community, we never close, we never stop working. Mm -hmm. And I'm proud of my staff and the people work with me. That was good. And during the pandemic, actually, we grow the number of the people instead of the reduce the people. Well, and, and I feel that, well, one of the reasons why you're here in our show is because, um, I love doing segments on inspiring stories, but also people that give back to the community. And 
I'm always aware. I'm always, you know, trying to try, trying to search and see who who has something that they want to share. And you are, I feel very blessed, but I feel it's also because you give so much back to the community. And tell me a little bit. It's basically you started because nobody else in LA was able to maintain that. And now, especially now with, you know, everything going up and prices and what have you not, right? And the produce and gas and everything in between that, right? So how how is it? that you're able to maintain that giving back to the community, especially with the first responders. I mean, I have family that use first responders and they're very grateful that you're actually Without first responders, without LAPD, we don't have any safe place to live. So we need to make sure we are share our uh, life with them Mm -hmm. when they share their life with us when we need them. So that's the thing during the pandemic. We, my wife, Rana, make lots of the cupcake for first responders. Mm -hmm. We serve the LAPD. Many times we cater for them when nobody was in the street. They keep the job on this uh, serve and also for the fire department. All three groups, that's our first priority. And when I, uh, myself and my wife, we try to open the third restaurant to save another location in the Westwood to not get dark. We decided to use uh, my collection, my uh, 30 years collecting the um, army uh, uh, signage and logos and medals from the U.S. armies through the Persian Gulf. We collect them. We decided to dedicate this to open to the public. First of all, the public, they can have a chance Mm -hmm. to see these great collections. At the same time, we honor the uh, militaries, veterans, and first responders in our own restaurant.
Okay, one of the things that I heard from you is that um, you did something with FEMA? Yes. Okay, so can you can you explain that? Did FEMA pay you to keep to feed the people or did you how, how did you get that contract with FEMA? That was the contract between the federal, state, and city of Los Angeles. City of Los Angeles, they picked 15 restaurants for each district. And I was the restaurant on the city five to get this contract from the city. That was subsidized food. We didn't get paid full. That was a very minimum. But the thing is, we moved the inventory, we served the community, and we could keep the employee on the payroll. That was more important for me. That's it. I did everything I could to not let anybody go under the EDD when everybody went to the EDD and our uh, state and country uh, financially get hurt. So successfully, we keep everybody's, including my families. We didn't... Uh, and you didn't have them. any castaways that decided, I'd rather get to EDD because EDD was paying more than some jobs were paying. Actually, some of the employees decided to cut the hours to get both benefit. Mm-hmm. But we had some more people. They decided to not use the benefit from the taxpayers mm-hmm. and start working harder to keep more uh, working with make money from their own hands. When I came here in 2000, mm-hmm. I got lots of the free money offer from the free money from the government grants. In Washington, D.C., different think tanks. But I reject all of them. I decided to start waiting the table and clean the table to make my own money to not be worried who is in the White House. Mm-hmm. So I can be freely speak any way I want and expand my little dreams in my own new home in Westwood. So but I it's a very interesting situation that you're a foreigner that came to this country the right way, legally, right? Yes. You didn't like jump on a ship or something or uh, 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 ride in the back of a truck somewhere and get across. <laughs> okay. And the government was offering you free money to start your business. That's very interesting. Uh, actually, they didn't offer to do that's a, a starting the business. I came here as a political asylum. Mm-hmm. They offered the money to work somehow with them on their political agendas. Mm. Doesn't matter who is in the White House, they want to follow their own uh, line of the politics they want to follow. Mm-hmm. And I want to be free. If I don't want to be free, why I'm in the United States? It's mm-hmm. a country of the free, mm-hmm. and I came for the freedom here. So I want to follow my own dream. I came here, I started with zero, as I said. Mm-hmm. I had only one penny jars. My dad gave it to me. That was the only thing I had when I got to L.A. And, and it's interesting that all money ain't good money. So you would have got that free money, but you wouldn't really be free because you would be under the thumb of whatever they told you to do. Yeah, I saw many people came as an immigrant, same way as a political asylum, starting working for different think tank in Washington. Mm-hmm. And every four years, they need to change their tone based on the, what the State Department the White House asked them to do. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to redo that. I don't care who is in the White House. I respect all of the president. I don't care who is there, but I speak freely anything I want. Mm-hmm. I freely I can speak for the freedom and democracy other side of the globe, regardless what's the benefit of the government, what they want to do, what's the bargain they want to do. 
I don't want to become middle of the negotiation. As a, mid, uh, as a matter of the fact, during the Iran deal, at the beginning I was against the Iran deal. Mm-hmm. When they get to the Iran deal, during the next administration, they want to exit from the Iran deal. I was against the exit of the Iran deal mm-hmm. because I thought that's the first that was wrong. When you give all of the money to the terrorist regime, why you want to now walk out of the deal? And now, after they walk out the deal, they went back to the deal. I'm against it again. Mm-hmm. I don't care. For every single of a stage, I was against it. I was against from the beginning. I was against to walk out of the deal. And now, I'm against it to back to the deal. So, so let me ask you this. How's business right now with the new current administration? Business, that's a, we are local. And the good thing is the local community loves us. And we love them. Mm-hmm. The people who support us, that's a local community, and the community support us. That's why we try to give back to the community. Mm-hmm. And I don't care what the people at the White House think about the small businesses, because most of the time, if they are doing anything, they are not doing for our benefit. They are doing for their own agenda and the next election. Mm-hmm. So I count only on the single, every single people on my own block, on my own neighbors and community which I live there, I work there, and I serve the community. And those people are the people who show the supports. And my little grand opening we had on the block of the Westwood, I think more than 300 people show up. And That's the thing food. that inspired me. And good good service, good food. And do you have a nonprofit? No, we don't have a nonprofit. Mm. We are pro-profit, and we are local, family-owned, live in the community, serve the community. My son and myself, my mom and my wife, mm-hmm. we eat the same food, we serve it for the community. That's the only thing I can say. Anything we put it on the table for the people, we are eating the same thing every day. So how was it growing up in your original country? That was tough. I had a better life over there until I get involved in the politics mm. and I got arrested. I was a victim of the torture. I uh, testified at the UN, the House and Senate, and they had a resolution on the human rights. They mentioned my name on the resolutions. And I never stopped to think about the people other side of the globe. Even I grow my life and business here. Still, I try to help the people other side of the globe, not only in Iran, any people in the region, uh, greater Persian Gulf area, they need help if they reach out to me. I tried to give them some advice or help them any way I could. So, they tortured you? Yes, I'm a victim of the torture. And uh, like what did waterboard or beating you up or what did they do? Beating, that was a normal over there. That was not count as a torture, but <laughs> the torture is really torture. That's, for example, chicken kebab is one of the tortures. Right now is uh, really hard to refresh my memory on that. They handcuff you. Mm-hmm. And uh, tie your uh, legs and uh, run the line of the uh, between your uh, hand and legs. Mm-hmm. Hang you from the ceiling mm-hmm. and start lashing you. Technically, mm-hmm. the grilling the chicken mm-hmm. that was one of the uh, most common torture in Iran. That's a chicken kebab. Everybody knows what that means mm-hmm. and the meaning of the torture and many other things. And how did you survive that? Oh. That's when you are there. If you have, a, you are not losing your hope. You know that's a better day coming up. You know you have, you have a death sentence on your head, mm-hmm. and you still believe the better day coming up, 
and that was the reason I survived. So who's, who saved y'all from that? The United States or, or how did y'all get out of that? Okay, I escaped the country myself. Mm-hmm. I was running the organization and I leading the uh, leading the demonstration at that time and leading the uprising. Mm-hmm. I um, people I worked with them, with the smuggler and others. They helped me. I escaped the country. I went back. I went to the Turkey. Uh, right there, I went to the U.S. consulate in Istanbul, and I talked to the consul. They gave me the asylum. I came here, mm-hmm. and that was. 20 years ago? 22 years ago. Okay. 2000. Wow. That's like yesterday for me, but that was a very long time. And uh, then what, how did you get your family over here? I met my wife here. Mm. We, uh, we married here. Mm-hmm. And my mom, after I escaped the country, my mom got arrested in Iran. Uh, the government tried to kidnap my mom. To, uh, somehow I come back to release her. But we know we already active in the politics. Mm-hmm. After two weeks, they released her. She came to Turkey the same way, and the Turkey, they tried to kidnap her. She went to the Russia. That was a really dramatic uh, immigration for my mom. At the end, she was on the police station in uh, Moscow. She got arrested by the uh, Russian police department to mm-hmm. deport her to Iran. Then the U.S. Uh, consulate helped her send the Car over there, save her, took her for one night. She was a uh, guest of the U.S. Uh, diplomats in mm. the Moscow. I don't know who was that because I was not there. Then with the IOM, they moved her to New York. From New York, she came to L.A. I picked her up at the airport. I remember I had a salvage Ford uh, escort at that time. With that, I went and picked up my mom from the airport in 2003. And how she doing now? She's good, thank you. She's working with us as well. She never stopped. She is one of the people helping to make the good food and put it on the table for the people. And where's your father? My father lives here 48 years ago in U.S. Mm. And she, he is normal, typical American. Mm-hmm. He is not involved in the politics. He's going daily job. And the penny jar I told you, that was when I met my dad. He gave it to me. And $300 I borrow, I borrow from his wife. And <laughs> she borrowed me three hundred dollars. I came to LA, and my dad gave me penny jar. I come to LA. That so, so you're half American? Uh, right now, I'm American. No, I'm talking about because you said your dad is American. No, my I'm, dad moved to United States four years ago. Oh, he's okay. He's a U.S. citizen as well. But oh, but he's from Iran. Iran as yeah, well. Okay, okay. But I got the opportunity to come here before that. I mm. try to serve my own community mm-hmm. until I don't have any choice. When I, that sentence comes on my head, that was the time I left the country. Do you ever have like nightmares about the of course the, in the past? Yes. Mm. And uh, anyways, I don't have much time to sleep. Usually, mm. I go to bed around two and wake up seven. Mm-hmm. In five hours, sometimes I wake up with the nightmare or bad dreams. But and what about your mother? She has same thing. My mom sometimes she cannot sleep. Mm. She has a, some sleep problem. <laughs> They had they tortured her too. Yes, but she was not much in the uh, jail. She they psychologically tortured her more. Mm. When I was in the, uh, detained, they call her. Your son gonna be executed tomorrow morning. You can come and pick up her his body mm. and torture her more psychologically mm. and try to get more information from her. And when she 
called the Voice of America and gave the name of the people who got arrested at my home. And they, after they come, arrest her. That was the time she was detained. And then when I escaped the country, another time she got detained by the regime. Now, recently on the news and all whatnot, they're saying that America's not a good country, that um, we're selfish, we're this or that. Um, but in your eyes, coming from your country, how do you view, how do you view, view America? You know, when the people have something for granted, mm-hmm. I don't know what the meaning of the losing that. Mm-hmm. If the people lose the First Amendment, Second Amendment, or any of the um, rights they have here, mm-hmm. freedom of speech, or whatever they have, If they want to take it back, that's almost impossible to take them back. And when the people not lives under the dictatorship, when the people not lives under the country like the um, Iraq or Iran or any other uh, theocracy, mm-hmm. or the people, they don't have any freedom, mm-hmm. they don't know what the meaning of the freedom. Mm-hmm. They are not appreciate the things they have. Because they've had it all their life. They had it. That's, they had it for granted. When they're born, they have everything for granted. But if you say something of the leaders in your country, they'll come to your house and kill you. Of course. That's, that's uh, the thing. That's, uh, we try to stand up, stood up, to defend our freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. Their response was killing the people on the street, hanging mm-hmm. the people on the streets, uh, execution. Even to this day. Today is even worse because they don't have any popular support. They have to stay on the power with the force. And everywhere they isolated, the only way they can stay in the power, they try to cut a deal with the big country like the U.S. Mm-hmm. That's why we don't want to depend in any government. We want to be free. This is the country of the free and freedom. Mm-hmm. As long as I'm free, I make my own money from my own neighbors and community. Mm-hmm. I don't need to listen what the people, big guys on the uh, Washington, D.C. try to dictate to us. Anything you want to say to your community before you get off the air? I love my community. I know this community loves us as well, and I appreciate them. They're supporting us during the last 20 years, and I try to give back as much as I can to the community. I'm part of the community. We are supporting them. Try to keep all of the rights you have before losing them. If you lose your rights, that's impossible to take them back. And mm-hmm. rights, the way you are losing it, that's little by little. Without you notice that, you're going to lose everything you have. Mm-hmm. I do believe that. I've traveled all, 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 all in different countries too, and I definitely know the difference between here and other countries. I'm suggesting This is the only country you can come here with no money and come up and be successful. You cannot do that in any other country. This is a called American dream. Mm-hmm. And the American dream, don't let lose the American dream. Never give up and just follow your dreams. Myself, starting 2000 with the zero money, with 99 pennies, which I, on the first Thanksgiving I was in this country, I took it to the 7-Eleven, put it on the counter, get a cup of coffee at the, ta- at the 7-Eleven on Westwood. And now I own three restaurants. In last 13 years, since I took over the restaurant, myself and my family, we never get rest. We work all seven days. I wake up every day, mm-hmm. 7 a.m. I go to the bed, 2 a.m., seven days a week. I didn't took any vacations, my family as well. When my wife was pregnant, uh, she works until the day we want to go to the hospital. 
we went to hospital together from Delphi. So even for that reason, we didn't close the restaurant. Delphi never closed, even during the pandemic, even under the curfew. We were the only restaurant. Yes. We keep it open. Just follow your dream, not give up, and don't let anyone, even the coronavirus, to stop you from <laughs> moving forward. Don't let the people like me become the last American dreams. Continue the American dreams. For the people, they are follow their dreams. They come legally and they follow the laws and they follow their rules. Instead of the take the taxpayers' money, mm-hmm. try to be taxpayers and supporting the community. That's one of the blessed of the months I have, the day I cutting the payroll. That's one of the easiest and best day I do have because I know how many people, 23 family right now depend on me. 20, 23 American families, they get fed with my companies and my family-owned restaurants. Well, thank you for coming to on the show. It was very interesting, and we invite you back anytime you want to come in and talk about anything. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me, and God bless U.S. and all of you guys. Thank you. Caliente Girls. Non-stop. In the mix. In the mix. This black man with black hair.
Sorry. 
da chesenje dabo
Caliente Girls. Listening to the Galenta Girls. <laughs> <laughs> 